Welcome to season three of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Chris. If you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember, follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send us a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. Along with us today is producer Brian. Hi, Brian guy. Brian. Is there any graham crackers, Brian? No? Okay. What is that? Family Guy. You never watch? There's no more graham crackers, Brian. I, I haven't seen that episode. That is yeah, a very, definitely like, not. very direct <laughs> like call into like comedy. That I hope somebody gets it. They will. Bright Guy. All right, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Bright Guy's Barnstormer Brewing out of Barrie, Ontario. A lot of bees in there. Uh, we're going to be having two beers in the episode. The first is Mere Pass, which is a rye IPA. And the second is Checklist, which is a Czech Pilsner. Ah, clever wording there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to finish off the episode, we're going to talk about flight and airplanes. All right, we're back, and we are talking about Barnstormer Brewing, which is located at 384 Young Street, Unit 3 in Barrie, Ontario. Uh, but bonus, secondary location in Alliston, uh, which is at 265 King Street North. So if you're in Barrie, if you're in Alliston, there you go. Uh, the Barrie location opened in December of 2013, and then the Alliston location opened its doors in September of 2021. Mm-hmm. You look like... <laughs> what? Did you say something, Brett? No, I just uh, was looking at the fact that you're just kind of looking down, doing probably a hope research. And uh, I was thinking, okay, when Chris ends, is Tyler going to jump right in? Or? I'm a true consummate professional here. Yes. Never on his phone ever. Profe- when- <laughs> professional podcaster. Yes. Barstorm was founded by Dustin Norlin, uh, who has since moved on to different ventures. He has, yes. Do you think Dustin brewed our beers today? Uh, I'm going to go with a strong no on Probably that. Probably no. <laughs> yeah. So both places feature all natural, unfiltered beer that is from grain to glass with no pasteurization, spelling mistake there, <laughs> or preservatives. See how that's spelling mistake? It's spelling mistake because there's the red line underneath it. Yeah. I get, yeah. I get, I get what's going on. Yeah. You're good. Right? It's almost like this was done maybe. Uh, that's not it either. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really dug this one up, right, guy? Yeah, that sounds like Brian. Hey, hey, <laughs> Brett, listen, you're next in line. Why don't you take the next one? I will. So, Barnstormer in 2022 joined forces with Redline, and Redline was featured in season one, episode 20, becoming sister companies. So, still running independently with the same core values and vibes, just. All under the same umbrella. So hopefully that's a big umbrella. And, and I believe uh, you guys, I think, know better than me, but Redline is no longer has a physical location. Is that right? They're just brewing beer and putting it out? No, they still got a physical oh, location. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought they had closed that down. but uh, They did, and then they opened it back up. It's a whole, oh, it, was okay. a whole, it was a whole thing. So I, I, I got the closed. I missed the opened. That okay. would be accurate. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and now you're in the know. <laughs> 
the more you know. The more you know. Knowledge is power. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Barnstormer. Um, what, also, what do they got? They also got food, too. Do they got food? Yeah. yeah. Do you like food? Uh, no. Do you like never, great food? Never ate in my life. Au contraire, monsieur. As I came up this, the elevator and was eating a chicken wrap from Tim Hortons. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so Bar is also known for the great food menu, which uh, producer Brian has uh, stated that uh, this is accurate. Um, so including shareable items such as nachos. You know what wasn't shareable? What? That wrap you had yeah. out of the elevator. Well, you can grab it the, re- the rest of it out of the garbage if you get want. Get out of here. Get that out of here. <laughs> you can share it. Uh, so nachos, spinach dips, chicken wings. But they also got tacos, burgers, and, of course, my personal favorite, pizza. It sounds like a great menu. Mm-hmm. Now, who's been... You said Brad Guy's been. Uh, Brad Guy's been. I, I have not been. I also have not been. Which is kind of funny because we've toured up that way before. Yeah. I've not been to Barry for a while. It's been I, a long I've time. I've been in Barry like three times in the past year I, and not yeah. went. I, wow. sh- I don't know why I didn't. Wow. I know. I don't want to see your disappointment not only to us but our listeners. But I would insinuate that for sure. I'm disappointing everybody. I get it. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I've I've not been. Um, Bright guy says small facility, small patio. Did the flying monkeys? We're doing this live. Did the flying monkeys at Redline before and then to this brewery? <laughs> Good job. Go. So right? this one was number three on your list of breweries you went to in Barry. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know how many breweries Barry has. It might just be those three. But we've now featured three breweries from Barry on the podcast. Why are we talking so staccato <laughs> throughout this episode? I don't know. It's kind of like our last main episode when we did River Run. And True, we featured our, our third Sarnia brewery, uh, one each of our three seasons. And I believe we've done one berry. Man, uh, I hate the cadence of this. we got to stop this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? Oh, the cadence is just... I, I'm gonna... honestly not doing it on you purpose. Know, Chris, no, I, I, I know you're not, but the, I think that's how it goes. I will say, I usually yell at you for doing your research and that you should do it. But in this case, you were actually correct. There's uh, three berries in berries. So, hold on. Winner, Kenyon. So we've done we there it there it is. Barry's done. Cross it off the list. Wow. We've you done Barry. We should get an untapped badge for completion of Barry. We should. It'd we be should. called the Barry Good Badge. Oh, there you go. Uh, Which kind of also ties into River Run. <laughs> yes. But we're speaking about Barnstormer and not running around rivers. And Brian's been like typing furiously. I don't know if I can keep up with what he's typing. I don't said. even know what he typed. I thought he was just like typing words, uh, which is probably good. Do you, want, do you want me to take it? Because I've been yeah, sure. See, this is yeah. the thing. I can do multi things at multi times. Uh, the waiter actually said to, to Brian that it was glad um, that they came, you know, their last. As you know, that Flying Monkey um, has better beer overall, but no one could compete with their food. So, again, you know, self-awareness is huge. We talk about this. It's not just in ourselves, but in the breweries. Um, so, you know, get some good beer from one of the three breweries in Barrie. Um, and then uh, if you want uh, some good uh, eats, perhaps uh, start uh, st- stop in at Barnes Yeah. And if you're on your way home, back down, uh, you know, this way. Uh, if you take the back way, go to Allison. You get Barnes again. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. So... so um- Apparently, Brian also uh, went to the beer town uh, around the corner on the same time, waited an hour and a half, 
uh, I guess didn't get a table. You know, we've heard this story from mm-hmm. other other producers that I think might have been on that same trip. Really? Yeah. 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 It's also, I believe it was during a time where um, there was either limited seating or it was just patios patio. due to COVID yeah. uh, lockdowns. Nope, nope. it shake was the uh, shake of the head there. Um, <laughs> These producers are just yeah. getting railroaded, I feel like. They need to flash a little craft beer connoisseur's uh, business card. I think get, so. Get some preferential treatment. Well, that's the thing. They don't get the business cards until they're on the podcast. So hey, if it's beforehand, it's eh, they're kind of SOL. They should really work that into the contract. Maybe get a little uh, special privileges uh, ahead, of, uh, ahead of their episodes. You probably do need to review the contract for the producers. No, we anyway, don't. <laughs> anyway, uh, so on and tap, Barnstormer has created 256 beers. That's a lot. That's it's a decent uh, amount. That's more than 255. You're right. <laughs> With an average rating of 3.52 out of 5 and over 46,000 check-ins. Also a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than 45,999. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes. Thanks, guys. Uh, so myself, I've had three beers from um, Barnstormer. And I do believe that uh, producer Brian was like, hey, what do you want? And I was like, this, this, and this. Um, really? Because Tyler has zero and Chris has zero. Because so. I was the only <laughs> <laughs> This is right, because uh, I was probably the only one who was like, you know what? I'll take something. And you guys are like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so really, joke's on you. Anyway, so the highest rated I had was the Strawberry Vanilla Flight Delay at 4.25. Producer Brian has obviously had more than Tyler and Chris and more than me. He has had 11. And his highest rated is also the Strawberry Vanilla Flight Delay. At yes, folks, you guessed it. The whole hand, five oh, out of five. Five. We big, call, we call that a Brett Pfeiffer on these birds. <laughs> Everybody jokes about the five out of fives, but if it's a good beer, it's a good beer. If it's a great beer, it's a great beer. If it's a perfect beer, it's a perfect beer. <laughs> but all those are five out of fives for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that falls the no. same. Yeah, right. Also, in terms of this, I do know what I like, and I've also probably had more beers than you on your on tap check in, so it makes sense why I have more. Anyway, um, no, but we, 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 we look at the percentage. Percentage. <laughs> I get it. All right. But at the same time, if you have more, you're going to have, if you know what you like, you're going to have more fives. Anyway, speaking of fives, there's a $5 flat rate. You uh, gonna do fee. this? I was, yeah, gonna, yeah. I was gonna do this, but nope, go ahead. Not anymore. In Barrie and Innisfil, and free over seventy-five dollars across Ontario. But if you want to go to Barrie or Alliston, Tyler's gonna tell you the hours. I won't. Brett, why don't you go ahead and do that one too? <laughs> All right. You know what? Chris is gonna tell you. How's that sound? <laughs> Say no. Say no. Uh, I can't read that part. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So Barrie. <laughs> Monday to Thursday, 11.30 to 9, Friday to Saturday, 11.30 to 10, and Sunday, 11.30 to 8. But, you know, if you're a little bit off the grid and you're in Alliston, you're going to be there from 12 to 9, Tuesday to Saturday. I will say, Alliston hour is much easier to remember. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you ain't wrong. Touche. Touche. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to link to Barnstormer's information on our social media. All right. Let's storm on to the first beer here, folks. All right. Big thank you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's good. All right, I, all I, right, I was, all right. I was like mid-swallow. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was emphatic. Uh, I'm but drinking, you're not even dropping a beer. You're I'm, drink, I'm drinking water. Yeah, I'm staying you, hydrated. Stay hydrated. Yeah. 2023. Yeah. Big thank you to Candace from Barnstormer for sending the beers for today's episode. We haven't given a clap oh, oh, in a while. Go. Let's give that to Candace. Shout out to Candace. Yeah. Uh, so the first beer we're going to have today is Mirror Pass, which is listed as a rye IPA. Uh, stats on this one are 6.1% ABV with 50 IBUs. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. 
Yeah, sounded like I had a little duct tape on my mouth there. Sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> if only we could silence you. Uh, trust me, people have tried. I know. Anyway, this is listed as a vibrant and hazy rye IPA with a full body showcasing aromatic and juicy duo of both mosaic and citra hops. Both good hops. Yes. They mirror <laughs> each other, providing bursting flavors of tropical fruits such as mango, peach, papaya, and citrus. It sounds delicious. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds really good. So the rye grain provides a sharp and crisp finish, just a little hint of spice. A little bit. Just How a much little spice? Bit. I guess we'll find out. It's uh, a little bit. But that's nice when you have that mixed in with those, like, you know, kind of tropical fruits. I, th- I think that'll be nice. So it, be- we'll, it better be nice. Yeah. We'll hope to see that. So, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons and on our untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. The rating for this mirror pass is 3.7 out of 5 with 819 check ins. All right. Uh, Tyler, this is uh, your part. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the information from Brad Guy over here. And what, what, what's he giving you? He's, 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 he's giving me some of the untapped information, but we, we've got. We actually got some of the information on this beer, actually, was sent to us, too, didn't we? Yes. We did, in the box. In the box, yes. You remember? We got yeah, the, you would have opened the there box. There was a box. There was information in the box. Yes, yes. They they sent us a bunch of stuff, including the descriptions of the beers. Yeah, so Brian had this information, actually, with uh, the beer in, in a flight. Fun fact. Oh, oh I see. Right, yes. Because Brian has been there, and he has had this beer. Yeah. It, it's true. Uh, what I want to do is I, I want to get to to actually opening this up here in a second here, but uh, Bri- not, Bri- not opening up Brian's phone. Just opening up the no, 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 no. Oh, but, you don't want to look in Brian's phone. Uh, you, know, you don't know. You don't know what you're there. gonna get. You you it's, never you never yeah, you yeah. never know what you're couple, gonna get. Couple couple beer pictures maybe. Right, and th- and this is the thing that and then Brian's saying this as well, right? Like it it was a different beer previously. It had a different name. Yeah, and and that's okay. Yeah, they changed their names. So, so Brian's had this beer before. We have not. We have not. We will all taste this beer together, and Brian will compare it because Brian had it in a flight, and this is in the can. So we will see if there's any discrepancy, much like we do with every episode. So grab your beer and grab your glass, and let's open her up. Very good. Good crackalacking. That is good. You'd love to hear a good crackalacking. So, of course, this is a rye hazy rye ipa so we are drinking this out of an ipa glass so make sure to use your proper glassware yeah absolutely i'm excited for uh what we what we got here I'm see how this kind of goes as as the pour continues on looking at it looks like a hazy ipa it does so you know you don't see a lot of rye ipas out there right no um and the one I'm kind of thinking of, I believe we had a rye IPA when we did the Stone Picker episode all the way back in season one. Uh, I could be wrong, but it was much darker, and this is, you know, kind of looks exactly like a hazy IPA. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where it's this is a hazy IPA. It's just using that rye green versus as the malt. Yeah, uh, yeah right? right. So it just that is it is what it is, right? It is. What, what it is. is. It is what it is. What do you guys stuck. what do you guys smelling? Oh. Probably put my nose into this. You might wanna. 
because again, this is the the mango, the peach. I'm getting a little bit more mango forward on it. Uh, myself, I was, I was going to say papaya. papaya. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little papaya. Um, <laughs> Producer Brian, he's has been pointing at the can about seven times. Um, apparently, he really wants me to. Describe he's a very it. emphatic producer. Yeah, you know, we haven't had somebody like this in a while. It's right? been a while. A lot yeah. of hand yeah. gestures, a lot of like, hey, take a look at my phone. Like, listen, I don't <laughs> care. Who this you, is my password. Like, like, sure, you've got a black book. Yeah. You're still going through all them past videos. Here's my credit card number. Here's my social Sin trans number. number. Yeah, exactly. I don't care, Brian. <laughs> anyway, so the can is a black and gray can, kind of separate in two sections, mirroring each other. The bottom part is gray background with black lettering. The top part is black background with gray lettering. And the planes, kind of one on the black side, one on the gray side, are mere images of each other. Makes sense. What kind of plane do you think that is? A like a, Boeing 737. Of, looks like some sort of fighter jet. I was going to say maybe like a Spitfire. Yeah. yeah. It's not a swoop plane, I can tell you that. <laughs> No, if it was, then we'd be delayed, and we wouldn't be doing this episode anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it was Flair, if it was Flair, we wouldn't have this. Uh, it's true. If it was WestJet, then we'd all be on strike almost. But I think they actually ratified <laughs> no, the agreement they're before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything goes to the eleventh hour. Am I it's right? It's true because you know, uh, as once this episode gets dropped, I would have just got back from Vancouver, so uh, whew. made it. Made it. WestJet. You know, I was thinking to myself, whew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so should we drink it? We should drink it. Probably kind of the point of this I, segment. I, th- right? I think we definitely yeah. should. What are you guys getting out of that? The hazy IPA, but that spice is there. It that is there, subtly. IPA, but mm-hmm. spice is there. Kind of mm-hmm. on the end there. Yeah, on the end for sure. It's got um, bit, like just that little bit of that bite on the aftertaste. But it does have like that, you know. I'm gonna ex- describe it as dankness that you get from yeah. from uh, yeah. from a hazy IPA. Sure. Yeah, I get I get some of that dankness as well. Um, mango, papaya. I'm, yeah. I'm picking up on those as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, kind of the peach. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting the peach as much as I'd like. Yeah, I, I can see the stone fruit in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm getting the the mango, the papaya coming through. Uh, what about, uh, no, I'm trying to think of the, uh, it was mango, it was papaya, um, okay, citrus, that's what I was trying to figure out. What oh, citrus, yeah, yeah. Pretty broad, <laughs> yeah. Citrus is definitely coming, coming through there, for sure. Yeah. I just yeah. wasn't sure if it was citrus, or they actually said the No, it's, it, that it was it's pleasant, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know it is. I mean? Like, it's, it's very, yeah. very light. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's And I always kind of get thrown off when things are labeled as a, as a rye. IP because I'm not a huge fan of rye. Yeah, and obviously it's it's the grain versus you know the crown royal or whatever, right? But still, it kind of throws me off a little bit. Not as much as peanut butter, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I'm uh, pleasantly surprised at how much I do enjoy this beer. No, I agree. Like the rye was kind of in my mind. I was thinking of a darker beer, right? right? You're thinking like, like a more West Coast style. Yeah, for sure, uh, or even kind of bordering on those like red IPAs. Right, um, but I'm glad that it's not because I definitely prefer this to uh, to those other types of uh, to like the the rye. What I was thinking it would be right. I get that. Yeah. Um, top five flavor profiles. I'm going to take this one, guys, because I think you guys you guys have had the, the last floor couple. Is yours? 
quite literally. Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> you, it's yours. Uh, number one, hoppy. Do you find it hoppy? We're, we haven't really talked about the hoppiness of it. We talked a little bit about the dankness, and I, I agree with the dank. I don't think it's number one for me. <clears throat> no, it's, it's not in overly. There, but yeah. not number one. All right, number two is fruity. That would be kind of where I'm kind of going to. Also thinking maybe, um, you know, I wish it was, again, that more specific kind of thing. And producer Brian's agreeing with me on that one. It's like, let's knock it down from fruity. Let's give me, you know, is it the mango? Is it? Yeah, what fruits? Yeah. Right. So yeah. we, we took a course on beer. The one time we, we, did, yes. we did do that, yes. Yeah. And part of that certification program would tell us that labeling as fruity is almost a bit of a cop-out. And, 100%. And not really doing us or our listeners justification cool. for it. Think of the mango, the papaya, the peach, and then citrus. Yeah. Citrus again. It's kind For of like sure. A cup, so right? we, we do have things that we could identify in this beer. So fruity is too broad, um, which will kind of come up a little bit later on here. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, number three is sweet. Uh, there's some sweetness to it. Okay. Sure. Like a little bit, but I Not wouldn't much. put it More so there. in the forefront. Um, it'd be a lot sweeter, I think, if there wasn't that that spice on the bitterness on the on the back after it. Back okay. Taste, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Uh, for... And this is kind of where I wanted to draw this conversation a bit too, um, to kind of pull it out. But the only fruit that's mentioned in the top five, spoiler for number five, um, <laughs> is pineapple. La na na. Um, it's it's we mentioned fruity, but yet is anybody really pulling out that pineapple, or are we sticking to, as Brag Guy says, mango, papaya, the citrus, which is already previously mentioned. Um, which could throw us from a, a little bit of a psychological uh, understanding about this beer, but I do get the, the mango papaya up front. I'm not getting any pineapple. Um, I would say the fruits that I'm getting, so I think of pineapple and citrus as more acidic fruits, and I'm getting yeah, very low acidity fruits like the mango, papaya, and peach. It's softer. It is yes, definitely softer. Exactly. It's very soft. It, it Dare I say mellow? Yeah. It, like, yeah. It, it doesn't have that like sharpness, right? That you would, that you get from like that pineapple and the pineapple juice. And, and I, to kind of dovetail off that is I'm also getting, because it's softer is it's, um, it's easier to drink, right? Because you're not having yeah. like a, a boom, a punch of a pineapple is like, you're having a, a subdued flavor of like this, this fruit cocktail, which is uh, more palatable. It's actually quite smooth. I would it, say very smooth. Yeah. And that's where I kind of want to go with this. And so number two was fruity, but we would go ahead because of the course that we took um, in this is is maybe identify maybe more of that mango and papaya. I don't want to like control the conversation, but do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely agree no, with I, that. I do agree with that as well. And then number five is sweetness. Um, <laughs> so we had sweet and we had sweetness, but I would take away that sweetness and move it into the more that soft, smooth kind of approach. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I might like not put any of these five flavor profiles that were in the top five. Yeah. I, I would yeah. agree. And uh, and so I think we would look at more of like identifying the mango, the papaya, maybe doing small, soft, smooth. I'd even, I would even do, and, and this is Brian mentioned this as well is, is mouthfeel. And I think yeah. that that is kind of a, a result of the softness of the, the fruits mentioned in this and kind of gives it a overall kind of creaminess Definitely, um, but it's it, it's not like an overpowering creamy. It's like you get through it. It still finishes well, but it 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 lingers a bit. But it's it's a nice lingering. Yeah. That, that that's my input. I I don't know. I'm talking too much. I this guess. is definitely a beer that sits there and, and sits there nicely, right? 
Yeah. Um, like, no, I, I completely agree that, uh, this is definitely one that, uh, I know you don't really say crushable for a hazy IPA, especially rye IPAs, but this is definitely a beer that uh, could easily crush one or two. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, like, throwing it as a rye IPA is, like, this doesn't have a fly, like, sorry, flavor profile that, like, is way too much to, like, the rye aspect, right? Like, no, it's, not at it's all. It's so balanced. Yeah. It's it's really it's, well it's done. It's almost a little bit, I'm not going to say mislabeled, but. Well, it no, would be, it's just well done. Yeah. It would be interesting to know, like, what characteristic the rye is giving it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's giving it that mouthfeel, for example. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there are other people who have had this beer and have thoughts on it. Uh, Tyler, why don't you give the? First I am one. one of them. Oh no, not me. Okay, no, no. Want, we, we've Terry. heard enough of you. I mean, somebody else was talking. You want you want Terry B? Yeah, Terry B. There you go. All right, Terry B. The handle is Terry Burns. Uh, stated that mirror pass. I have never passed a mirror that didn't look damn good. Mm. Okay. Much like those mirrors I've passed, this mirror is damn fine. Wieners up! <laughs> Four to five. Which is funny because I think Terry might be looking in the mirror besides beside bread. <laughs> you guys walking together? Oh, yeah. You guys doing a tandem mirror run? Uh, no, no, I never shared a mirror with a person named Terry. No, 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 Terry, you didn't like. I don't think I've ever met a Terry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Interesting review, um, but well received. All right, yeah, very interesting. So the next one comes from Luke uh, Bugsy. Two thousand seven is Luke's handle, and Luke said, "Creamy texture, hoppy, tangy citrus, juicy, hazy." And very aromatic, and Luke gave it a three point seven five out of five. Yes, Luke did. He did. But what are you going to give it, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start our ratings off. I'm actually going to give this a. Um, I'm between two, maybe three. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a, a, a four straight up. Oh, I thought you meant like between a two no, and no. a three overall. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. I'm a little misleading. I'm between a two and a five. I yeah. just don't know where I'm going to go. Between a one and a five, guys. There's a lot of yeah. bottle caps. You guys wouldn't understand. It's, it's really difficult. It's truly complicated. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give it a four and see if Brian will write that into the script. A uh, four. Okay. And he has written it into the script. There okay. you go. Yes. Uh, I am going to give it a 4.25. It's a good, it's a good rating. Yeah. It is a good rating. Thank you. Um, you know... <laughs> Yeah, that's not correct. Uh, <laughs> anyway, a happy uh, accident. Producer, producer Brian has already put in a five. This is not a five uh, for me, but I'm going to share the same rating as Tyler. Wow. And give it a four. Producer Brian also sharing uh, the rating with Tyler and myself and giving it a four. Same as the taster of the Mosaic Alberta Rye Ale at the bear location that he had on his birthday trip, December 5th, 2020. All right. Which, of course, the Mosaic Alberta Rye Ale was the previous name. Yeah. It, yes. It's, it's a, a good call on that one. So um, that's going to give us an overall score of 4.0625, which we're going to round down to the solid four, which matches three of us and Chris, again, the Lonely Island. Yeah, well, a little bit more positive than you guys. Uh, All right, now we're going to fly on to beer number two.
You bet your sweet baby we back here. We got the second beer. This is a checklist. I don't know what you're doing. You okay? Sorry, I was just going through my checklist. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Santa Claus. And Tyler said checklist. It twice. Oh my goodness. There you go. Which Gotta is... find out who is naughty or nice. Where would you put yourself? In the middle. <laughs> Depends who it relates to, I guess. So checklist is listed as a German Pilsner on Untapped. Um, probably an entry error. Yeah, I believe it's supposed to be a Czech Pilsner. I think it's German, <laughs> sir. It's uh, four point eight ABV, uh, twenty three IBUs, and uh, it is a checklist Pilsner. Under the German Pilsner on Untapped. Yes. What can we say? Probably an entry air. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Anyway, so this beer is listed as having biscuit and bread notes on the palate with a soft sweetness. Okay. Earthy spice on the nose, thick white head, and a clear golden hue. The finish is dry, but with a gentle but present bitterness. Can we trust anything they say? What if this is all wrong? After coming in as a checklist and a German Pilsner, I don't know if any of that information is going to be correct. So it's probably going to be a brown ale. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll have to see, right? I think that's the whole point. You say what the description may be, but however it is listed as a checklist. It is how they describe it, not how we describe it. We will get into that very shortly. Very good. Wee wee. So on Untapped, this checklist has an average rating of 3.51 out of 5 with 385 check-ins. Out of those 385, there are four five out of fives. So just so you know, um, we're talking about like, you know, Czechia and, and Czech Pilsners. And you're like, wee oui, wee, oui, that's French. It <laughs> 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 doesn't, doesn't settle into anything we're talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> Would you like to look up uh, Let's Open Up in French or oh, Czech or yeah. German or whatever language I, you want I, to try? I don't know how to speak Czech, so I'm just going to go with yeah. French. Which you want to know what, Chris? Do your research. Anyway. Yeah, I, d- I don't know where you're coming from, you know. I, I wish that bride guy would have this figured out here. I kind of feel silly, but I guess I'll do, just do this in English? Yes. Oh, right. That's probably a good language to go with on this one. All I right. think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Let's grab our cans and grab our glasses and let's open her up. Well done, well done. Masterful, if some might say. Chris, what do we got going on here? So, this is a uh, Pilsner. It's debatable as to which type of Pilsner, but as a result, we are drinking it out of a Pilsner glass, so make sure to use your proper glassware. All right, so this isn't a Czech-specific or a German-specific glass manufacturer, is that what you're saying? That is correct. It's good to know. I was going to say, the one thing that we do know is that Czech-German... It's a European Pilsner. There you we go. We could go with European Pilsner for sure, absolutely. Right. Just go that route. Uh, what are we getting off the scent of this? You want to go scent, not, not looks? We'll do yeah, scent. No, no, yeah, scent, scent, then look. Sometimes it's better to smell than look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the heck you've been with. <laughs> um, off the nose, I'm, I'm definitely getting very, like, earthy straw. Um what do you smell on her? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely getting that earthiness for sure. Yeah? Yeah. What's she look like, though? 
Yeah, is this one better to smell or look at? What would you prefer? Uh, right now, it's got that clear golden hue that was described. Okay, um, I'm gonna probably go with maybe the the scent of it because I don't mind the earthy smell of it. I just don't like the earthy taste. Does that make sense? Have, yeah, you haven't tasted her though. So you don't we know haven't if... got there yet. I'm just yeah. saying, check pilsners that I've had. In general, the scent right? sure. for me is better than the actual overall taste of it. Scent of a woman. No, it's the scent of a Czech pilsner. Scent <laughs> of a Czech pilsner. Very good. Uh, Chris, what do you got to add to this? Uh, uh, honestly, nothing. I think you guys you know covered it I think it it's all. a safer, safer bet for you. <laughs> it's probably just better if, like, you don't talk. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you should probably talk more than I do. Bro, why don't yeah, you probably <laughs> <laughs> shut your mic off? <laughs> you know what? That's Brian. He's in control of the mics. Uh, Brett, why don't you dip your uh, <laughs> dip your tongue into that and uh, let us know what you uh, think. So you're uh, wanting me to taste right. it now? Yeah, please. Why not? Okay. At this point? <laughs> and then after you've done that, Chris and I will get into it a little bit. And then, yeah, you keep drinking. That's all right. And then, yeah, you could talk about can and uh, Chris and I will uh, do uh, taste. Yeah, I, I will co- comment on the, uh, you know, kind of appearance because I, I didn't get a chance to because Brett was being silly. Uh, definitely fully see-through. Um Kind of uh, looks a little bit hazy, but I think because it's so cold, it's creating condensation on my glass, which makes it a little the, bit more There's a bit hazy, of a fogginess to yes, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Anyways, Brett, how's it taste? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Um, definitely are, are getting the earthiness, but it is a very, very clean uh, Pilsner, in my opinion. That's what I'm going to say. Somewhat, somewhat uh, you know, almost like a little bit of straw in it. Uh, but I've been told by producer Brian, look at the can. Top yes. of the can. Emphatically, again, now, he is very emphatic. It almost looks like a flyer for like an air show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Um, when you get the plane, you get the Barnstorm Brewing Company there. I don't know what gump means. Is that like a type of plane? Yeah, I don't know what that is either. I um, guess I should do my research too. Um, yeah, do your research. Yeah. You know, and I just have the saying aircraft beer. And just so you know, there's a little uh, square with a check mark in it. It means that this one is checked off. And it's checked off that I've had it. <laughs> check it off. It also, on does, on it, top. it also does have the uh, Czechia flag as well. It does. I yes. don't remember when did um, going from Czech Republic to Czechia. When did that happen? Because I remember watching the World Juniors last year. And it was like, when did they start calling them Czechia? Yeah, that yeah. was that was just all of a sudden. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now I I do have the translation for what? Let's open her up. Oh, pl- okay. Finally found it. Let's open it up. Wow, we got that that thing's like English. English. Okay. And then into the check. There we go. There it yeah, it's a lot easier to say let's open her up. Uh, yeah, instead of... <laughs> For all our Czech li- listeners out there. Which there sorry, are some. <laughs> there are some. Oh, I think we, That's one of the really? 55 countries you've been in? I think, they, I think they'll definitely appreciate that. So, right? so Bry Guy... Coming in with a uh, explanation of what Gump is. Looks like now, it's you, Brett. Now, now I, I'm surprised you guys actually don't know this, right? Okay. There's a lot of things I don't know. Because if you take from the... Forrest uh, Gump. Exactly. So if you take from Forrest Gump, the Gump actually means foolish, right? Yeah, so Gump means foolish or gull-witted person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised now, you didn't pick up on that. Now, I think maybe more applicable in aviation... Uh, Gump stands for G is for gas, U is for undercarriage, M is for mixture, fuel mixture, uh, and P is for propeller. 
So yeah. I would say that's more applicable than the definition than, than, of Brett. Than, than Forrest Gump? Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get inside. Anyway. Kind of like you. You never know what you're going to get per episode. Yeah. It, sure. It's true. Like a wet horse blanket. Top yeah. five flavor profiles. Who wants to do it? Chris, you've sure. got the most consumed. Get at her. Okay. So, number one is light. Number um, one is light. I would say that this is a light beer for sure. Yeah, I think I think it's light as well. Yeah. Sorry, I got told I should turn off my microphone. Yeah, I was making sure that that thing was turned on. Yeah, I tried to turn it off and tried to turn it on. So you know what? For people that are listening to me right now, blame Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is clean. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely clean. It's a it's a pilsner. Pilsners generally uh, tend to be clean, whether they're Czech or not. Yeah. Could or be German. 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 I yeah. knew you were gonna do it. I knew you were gonna do it. Uh, number three is malty. So there's definitely, obviously, because it's a pilsner, there's a hint of malt, but nothing overpowering. But uh, yeah, I would say that's definitely there. Yeah, I don't think it's three. It's probably five for me. But yeah. Okay. Uh, number four is straw like. Yeah. I'm I'm getting more of that straw like, and that comes into the earthiness kind of the yeah in this one. Right? I'd I'd almost move it up. I know it's light. Yes, I, I know it's do. clean, but I I would I would definitely move the yeah. straw like up because that mm. tends to be the the highest flavor profile for me. Um, you like what you're getting out of it the most. Yeah, yeah. like like flavor wise, like light and clean are what they are. Multi sure whatever, but like I'm getting more of that earthiness, that straw like yeah. uh, feature out of it. Five is hoppy. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't know hop right off. Yeah, That's I what don't I say about I that don't, one. I don't get that one at all. Yeah. Producer Brian coming in with a, with a couple. Pardon me. Wow. That was wow. A, yeah, you like that? <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you turn your volume up for that. Anyway, uh, crushable, refreshable, um, balanced, thin, earthy. Which obviously, I've uh, tended to that earlier. And bready. Are you getting some breadiness from this? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. I'd even add gassy. <laughs> Carbonated. <laughs> Carbonated. Brett, what do you think? You belch, you make belchers in? Check. <laughs> <laughs> well played. So, uh, beyond uh, Brett's belches, um, which almost seems like a good beer title too, actually. Yeah. Brett's belches. Yeah. Maybe if you want to do a spinoff podcast, maybe, yeah, maybe like a blonde ale or a Bach. Who yeah. Knows? Oh, Brett's belches Bach. <laughs> Better Business Bureau BBB. Anybody got any tums? There you go. No. Let's talk about some untapped users' thoughts. Um, they might have some after they listen to this episode and listen to old Belch McGee over here. Yeah, they might. Uh, so the first one comes from Jack W. GTO Jack is the uh, handle of Jack W. And Jack stated, Pilsner, checklist, check. Check, check. Check in, <laughs> check. Me likey, check. And Jack gave it a four out of five. Check. Check. I think he, uh, lots, of, lots of checks on his uh, checklist there. Big fan of Yarmy Yager. <laughs> <laughs> I have the second one. Yeah, why are you pointing at me? You're pointing at me as if I got to do something here. This is your point. Yeah. You got what, you, what you got to do is look at me talk about this one. Hey, talk okay. about Karen. <laughs> yeah. This one comes from Karen What's M. Karen got to say? Karen, <laughs> Karen, what do you got to say? And her handle is Carmack. Okay. And she stated, okay, this is a good one. 
crisp with a little hint of sweetness. Nice and cold. Mm. So obviously serving the beer at the right temperature. Had it in the fridge. Yes. That's good. Yeah, good yeah. call. Um, four to five. Tyler? You know what, Brett? Why don't you get us started on this one? You know, I, I've, I've noticed a bit of a trend on these ones, and I, I tend to go first. But I feel like, you know what? Let's uh, let's get you going on this one. Why don't you, why don't you, you get us started? Here's the thing. Like, you've been leading off for years. Yeah. Right? You know Baseball eyes here, you know? Let's turn it and let's It's turn, one of those things over. that you you lead off, and then I bat after you. Yeah. Well, That's how things work. Hey. And you, then producer Brian... Sometimes it's in between. Sometimes it's after. He really hasn't decided. Uh, I guess uh, it depends this on... This is one of those games... It, re- it really depends on who's coaching. I don't know. Start, this is one of those games that we, we somehow... I don't know why we do this every year. It's like we take the lineup and we just flip it on its head for no apparent reason. Yeah. This is this game. Go ahead, Brett. Just so you know, um, for my, one of my teams in Kitchener, I bat leadoff now. You love that, don't you? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, out of five bottle caps, I'm going to give this one a 3.5. This beer is exactly what you want from a Czech Pilsner. Nothing, uh, t- you know, nothing terrible about it, but nothing that's going to stand out either. It's a good rating, and that's why you got us started. I'm going to come up behind you, and I'm going to give it a 3.25. 3.25 on this one. Okay. I'm going to be the same as you, Brett, and I am going to give it a 3.5. And producer Brian, same as you, Tyler, 3.25. This is where we get into a conundrum. Not really. Not it's so it's much. very very even math on this. Just one. use the laws of math. Yeah, but then do we round up? Do we round down? That's the thing. Well, this is what we're going to do. We've always rounded up, so we're going to give this a overall of three point three seven five, which as whoa, dis- whoa, whoa. three point five. What's that? Yeah, we're rounding the uh, that up. Three point three seven five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. okay. So our overall score, as mentioned, is three point three seven five. As previously, previously mentioned, we do round up generally, so this is going to be a 3.5 overall. Sorry, I thought you said 3.75. No. My bad. You can listen to it back. It's all good. And that concludes the review of Barnstormer and the beers provided for today's episode. Excellent. Up next, we're going to discuss flight and our airplane experiences. All right, we are back. Now, because Barnstormer takes its name from the pi- stunt pilot performers of the early 1920s, and, of course, as we've kind of talked about, features airplane themes on their beers, you know, we thought that it would be a good idea to talk about some of our experiences with flight and airplanes. So, yeah, there you go. Sounds just like an airplane. That's what I thought. <laughs> so... Maybe we'll start off big. Has anyone here ever flown an airplane? Have you been the pilot in an airplane? I have not. Absolutely not. I have actually flown a plane, whether or not I was flying it or not. Um, this kind of goes up a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit later on. But uh, there's a pr- there's a program at the uh, Stratford Municipal Airport where we could go up as junior flyers with uh, little Cessnas, which we kind of kind of break down mm. a little bit later on. Uh, but there's there was an opportunity to actually grab and hold and fly the plane with an instructor beside you. So uh, f- I like to think for a brief moment in time that I did fly an airplane, um, a little Cessna. 
So kind of your hands are on the wheel. It's yeah, like, kind of like Daddy Let Me Drive. Yeah, yeah. like they put Daddy it on autopilot, and yeah. then it was a little sad. So there would have yeah. been like a pilot that, w- that was yeah. there with us. But uh, I mean, I did hold the controls. Still pretty well, cool. And they said, you know what? Yeah, you're flying the plane. So I, I believe that to be true. Just so you know, the plane was only three feet off the ground. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we were up in the air, and we'll get we'll get to yeah three a, feet is a off little the bit later on. Yeah. Uh, so Brian not flown a plane. Um, his cousin is a pilot with Air Canada. <laughs> his cousin is not here. So, so do you, do you get some good. So the answer is no. Do you get some good aeroplane points off that, or um, no? Any flights to uh, Spain? Also, no. <laughs> no. Or Prague? Nothing. Yeah, Prague. Yeah, we got nothing. Do you get any flights whatsoever? Nope. No. Apparently no. Okay. no. <laughs> good connection. <laughs> the bloodline's too far. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So. Do you like flying? Do you have a fear of flying? Personally, I'm not really one way or the other. I'm indifferent. I do it because I need to, when I need to. Um, What about you guys? So I don't mind flying. The only thing is that my ears are very, very sensitive. So the whole... Oh, you're a little sensitive. I know. (laughs) So when I... Obviously, when you take off and when you come down, when you get that ear-breaking moment, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. your ears pop. You got to chew bubblegum. Yeah. yeah. No, gotta... no, I chew bubblegum. All that stuff. Oh, wow. uh, the last time I flew, well, I guess I'll be back from Vancouver. So the last time I actually flew, um, I did not, my ears finally popped in about eight hours after we landed. Yeah. I've had that before. Like, it's just I like, I'm, si- I'm sitting there at dinner and it's just like, oh, I can hear again. Great. I've never had that in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it does get pretty painful too. Yeah, yeah it's it's bad, especially uh, um, you know you chew gum, everything like that. I guess it just depends. I think it depends on the altitude in terms of where you're, how high you're flying, or just how sensitive your ear. Yeah, yeah, you might just be a sensitive little boy. I'm very sensitive. Yeah, I've never had that happen. Um, do I like flying? I enjoy it. Yeah, like you know what? Throw me up on a plane, call it a day. Um, I think I've been on. I know you guys are going to say something about it, but I think it's like the third longest flight. Uh, oh, did you go to Asia? <laughs> I did go to Asia. <laughs> no, um, what? But this I, is the first I'm ever hearing of this. Please. I have flown Give a lot, more. but I mean, being 14 hours in the air is kind of insane to think about. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Like, I'm I'm in the sky for 14 hours, 14 and a half hours. I think it was like the, the third-ish uh, longest flight that you you can actually do. So um, I, d- I don't mind it. I I've been on long flights eight hours as well a couple times. D- doesn't bother me. The either. longest I've ever done is five, and that's about my max. I would say yeah. I can't really do more than that. Yeah. No. Yeah. If if I know what the uh, destination is where I'm going and it it it's a necessary to get there, is what it is. We we make it there and we we do what we well, got. You're not do. taking a kayak to go to Asia. I'm just gonna say that. You're not. No. No, that would take a very long time. Very long Wouldn't time. take 14 hours, I can tell you that. Uh, no. So Brian has no fear. Wouldn't say he likes flying, but uh, not a fan of the delays that can happen. I've sure. never had a delay in any flight I've ever taken in my life. Really? This guy, this guy has 100%. a swoop. You got to no. fly with Tyler. I've flown with you before, and we have not been we delayed. Ne- I, uh, like, honestly, out of the numerous flights that I've taken, I feel like I've taken a fair amount of my life. I've never once had a delay ever. You know what? When I we, I'm thinking are going to be flying to producer Brian's bachelor party eventually. Um, hopefully, there's no delays. 
I, I've never had a delay. Hey, so if, I'm going to fly you, with you so that if, I don't have a delay. Yeah, you if you're with Tyler. Like, honestly, I, I've been to a lot of countries, I feel like. I've been very privileged to do that, and I've, I've never had a delay in my life. There you go. Yeah. Now, now, now we know. All right. So <laughs> uh, what is the biggest plane you've ever been in? So I don't, I'm not looking for like Boeing 737 or whatever. We don't expect you to know that, but just kind of like, you know, the overall description of it. So... Uh, the biggest plane I've ever been in is when I went to uh, London in, uh, not Ontario, in UK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was one of those ones where it has like three sections of three seats. So yeah. like nine across with two aisles. Um, and it's like 80 rows back. It's like humongous. It, it's actually pretty crazy to think about how big it is and mm-hmm. being in the sky. It's it's insane. So point of clarification, sorry, that was three, three, three. Yep. Okay. So that would be the biggest plane I've also been on is a 333. And it's a funny story behind that because uh, I was supposed to fly for a, for a work conference from London to Ottawa in, five years ago. And I was supposed to fly just like an Air Canada jazz flight, like where it's yeah. like three and three. And it was foggy. So they canceled the flight in general. So then we waited three hours. We got a limo bus to take all of us from London to Toronto and then flew from Toronto to Ottawa. We were supposed to fly out at 7 o'clock and land in Ottawa at 8.20. We flew out of Toronto at 1.35 in the morning and got to Ottawa at 2, yeah, I think it was 2.15 or 2.20. It was the worst flight experience of my life, like the worst 10-hour experience of my life. So the biggest plane you've been on, it was how big? It was a, like, so it was 80, like about 80 rows back and it was a 3, 3 and a 3. Because they jam-packed that And that flight. was from Toronto to Ottawa? Yes. And they jam-packed oh. that flight with everybody from Kitchener-Waterloo, from London. For, it was jam-packed. It was ridiculous. Go. Yeah, I was on a 353 or 363. Um, Let me guess, Asia. It wasn't, actually. It was actually to Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the Asia one, I think, was actually 353. Four, maybe it might have been the same similar kind of kind of flight, but yeah, um, and it was actually like two story, so it was it was oh yeah the yeah. two story one yeah those should, are dope have yeah been on, haven't been on one of those you should go on all the kids are talking about it these days yeah, yeah. I mean it, it it was it was a good flight if I fly with you I'll have no delays it's great oh my goodness <laughs> honestly I I don't know what it is I don't know why people talk about it so Brian's kind of the same he says three on the left three on the right and some. Number of seats in the middle, but can't remember how many. I'll I'll probably guess it's it's three. I would guess five. Five. Okay. There you go. Where was that to? Not sure. Not Florida. 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 Mm, okay. Tampa. No. Miami. Miami. Ooh. Party. Fort Lauderdale. Okay, bright guy. All right. What about the smallest plane that you've ever been in? So kind of the same idea. Um, not. Don't need to know the exact model of the plane. So I went to, for a work thing, I went to Bloomington, Illinois uh, once. And I was in a plane from Chicago to Bloomington that had one row on the left and like one one seat on the left and then two on the right. So it was very, it, it was, it was kind of throwing me off because I'm like, I'm pretty sure this plane is not centered with the weight. <laughs> but the, the pilot was definitely on the left-hand side. Yeah. <laughs> The the smallest plane I've ever been on is a six seater, and I six seater yeah eh? six seater. I flew from Dryden to Red Lake back in about 2012. Uh, back when my 
Yeah, well, I'm not gonna get into that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I threw, uh, flew from Dragon to Red Lake. Yeah. yeah, where were you going in Red Lake? Eh, seen some people. Yeah. Okay. Seen some people. Yeah. Good enough. Um, for myself, yeah, as like kind of previously mentioned, um, there was a program that was going on like Junior Flyers in uh, Stratford, and uh, it was a little Cessna. So we're talking yeah. like a, a, a four-ish kind of like little plane, just a little prop plane. Get up there see the sights and, and come back down. So I've done that a nice. couple, a couple of times. Um, yeah, a different experience. Cause you really feel it, right? Oh yeah. Uh, really, really good time. And I, I love aviation. I love flying. I love the, the whole Microsoft like flight simulator. Like I, I like, I, I love, remember playing that. Yeah, yeah. Same. Like we have the joystick, like I'm all for it. Like flight it, to me is really cool. It is really cool. Uh, so Brian, not sure how small it was. Um, Still a passenger plane, he says. Do you mean like like small like Tyler's talking about or no, like a commercial flight? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a, a Porter Airlines type yeah. thing maybe? Yeah. So uh, kind of bonus question here. Um, not quite flight related, but kind of. Uh, there's been a lot in the news about like, you know, flights to space or to Mars or all those, you know, kind of crazy things. So... They're quite expensive, but let's say if money wasn't an issue, is this something that you would do? So personally, I would not do that. Um, that's a little bit, uh, a little bit too adventurous for me. Let's just say I would check it off my list. You would do it, eh? Yeah, for myself, I'd be like uh, talk to the musician. I'd run away to Mars. No, no, no time at all. So I would, uh, I would definitely take a flight to space. I, I've said, you know what? I'd go, and I, I might never come back. Where would you go then? Mars. You can live on Mars. Oh, bud, give it time. <laughs> all right, we're, we're working on it on the back end. Okay. Hey, they need some podcasts. They need some breweries. Yeah, it's fine. You, I'll set up the first brewery on Mars. You know, we'll call it Mars, <laughs> Mars Marsins. And I thought you were going to run a restaurant and call it Mars Bar. No, can't. Sorry, can't patent pen. Taken. The, the shipping costs from Mars would be quite expensive. Oh. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> well, Brian says no, he would not do that. So me and Brian can stay here on Earth. Honestly, uh, I would prefer that. Yeah, I, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to uh, conclude our theme conversation for today. back down to earth that's gonna be it for today's episode thank you again for listening keep on listening every other thursdays the craft beer connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off thursdays for a producer special make sure to tell your friends family and your favorite pilot there you go so from all of us and producer bright guy brian i'm tyler i'm brett and i'm chris and together we're the craft beer connoisseurs